everyone and welcome to another episode of Health by M, the podcast with me, Mathilde. I hope that you are doing well and having a great week so far. Today, I'm going to talk about yoga and Pilates and becoming a teacher within these two fields. And I've actually received a lot of questions about this and haven't really seen any other podcast episodes about becoming a teacher within yoga Pilates. So yeah, I just thought it might be helpful for those of you who are interested in becoming teachers and might have questions around what to think about before choosing your education, how to start and so on. So yeah, I will go directly into it and um, start with my story, how I decided I wanted to do this. And I would say that I've always been a very active person. When I was a kid, I tried like every sport you can think of, basically. And I always loved to exercise. I've been running a lot. I've been doing everything from soccer and basketball to sailing, tennis, so many things. And I played a lot of soccer when I was a kid. And when I was around 14 years old, I was running a lot and I felt that I needed a practice that could help me balance out all those runs and tougher soccer kind of exercises I used to do. And by this time, yoga was not a thing at all. I think I was 14 and there was one studio, or not even a studio, it was, I think it was just a class at a, at a regular gym where I used to live. And I went there, it was me and a bunch of old ladies and... I actually fell in love with it. I loved it so much and it was just such a nice stretch for especially my legs because I was running so much and playing soccer. So yeah, I think I really fell in love from day one with it. But then I continued a little bit during high school, I believe. And then after high school, when I moved to New York, that's when I started doing it not every day but like three to five days a week perhaps and yeah it just became something that I really really loved it became a part of my weekly routine and I I just felt that I had such a connection to yoga and I think not just because it balanced out the other workouts that I was doing because I loved the whole setup of a class that you get the intention in the beginning you get to work hard you get to stretch you also get to relax towards the end and I think I also was able to notice a lot of results quite quickly because before I don't know but something I haven't really been able to easily build a lot of muscles for some reason I when I was a kid I felt like I was exercising so much but I couldn't really see any muscles on my body but with yoga I think I could really maybe not see it that much, but I could notice a difference, especially with my arms. Like when when you first start and you do the warrior poses, those can be quite hard. But I felt that after just a few sessions, it became much easier to just hold my arms out. And I also really like the fact that yoga is so accessible. You can do it anywhere when you travel and you just need a mat or, well, you don't even need a mat. You can just do it on the ground or the floor and it's it's such an easy work that you can always 
have with you. So I would say like from almost from the start, I kind of knew that I wanted to dive deeper into yoga and a dream has always been to be a teacher. And then I was looking a bit online. I thought that maybe I would go to India or like Bali or something and do it. And I don't know, I maybe I didn't really have the time to go away for I mean, if you go away in a education like that, it's at least a month, I think. And I hadn't really found time because I was studying and working. But then eventually when the pandemic hit, I thought that, okay, now it's actually the time. And the truth is that that was also going through a breakup and I needed to find a way not to think about this person. So I thought that, well, if I sign up for you, of course, I know it's going to be 200 hours where I can't think about him. So that's going to be great. So yeah, for several reasons, the timing was actually really good. And uh, I signed up for a 200 hours online teacher training, actually. So, well, it was because of the pandemic, but I also really felt I felt that it resonated a lot with me to do something online. I've always loved the online format. When I studied at NYU, I had a lot of classes online and I always think it's so it's so flexible, it's so easy. And and I realized quite quickly with this yoga training that it was actually an advantage that we had it online because we were able to go through so many poses and different body types and people just like when you see it online and you can look at photos and you can, I don't know, it just, it just became really efficient, I think. And it was still a lot of work and like practical work as well. So the course I signed up was with a teacher called Brett Larkin. And she was, I believe, the, like the first teacher who started doing something online. She was the first yoga teacher actually launching an online training and this was before the pandemic but then obviously it became even more popular when the pandemic hit. But yeah, I I will have to say I'm super happy with education. I thought it was great. It was over a few over the course of a few weeks, I believe, maybe a few months and it was a lot of work a lot a lot of work so even though it's online it does not get easier I would say maybe it's even more work because it's so like extensive and it gets long like that when you have it over several weeks and months and yeah I just I have nothing negative to say actually it was really good the teachers were great and we were still with the same group of people over the whole course of the training and um, yeah it's a very extensive program we learned like the more traditional hatha and vinyasa poses we got into yin yoga some like business behind yoga and so on so yeah you really get everything you need without education and you also got like a physical workbook as well so Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, And then obviously you have an exam in the end, like you record a session that you hold. And yeah, I just think it was great. And I think for anyone who likes yoga, I think it's, I mean, a teacher training is so interesting because I feel like especially yoga is so much about the philosophy, which is hard to cover or at least go into depth when you have a class. So, I mean, because classes are pretty much only about the asanas, but in yoga, asana is just one of the eight parts or limbs, as we say. 
So there is so much you will learn from a yoga education. And I mean, I had been practicing for almost 15 years when I did my training, and I felt that I learned so many new things. I felt that I knew all of the different poses, the asanas, but, and maybe that also helped me when it was online because I didn't really feel that I had to have someone correcting me because I'd done the poses so many times. So I almost, I would say I knew not everything, of course, but like a lot of the technique and different postures. But yeah, I still felt that, oh my God, it was so many new things about the whole philosophy and history about yoga. That is really interesting. So if you love yoga and you're interested in that part of it as well, like the philosophy and background, I would definitely recommend you taking a course. And of course, you can have the education and just practice yoga and like deepen your own practice. But I do want to say that like 200 hours, it's a lot and it will be a lot of work and time and energy and even more work apart from those 200 hours. So it is a big commitment. So maybe, I mean, if you have the time, that's amazing if you want to dedicate all that time and energy towards your own practice only but I can really encourage you to become a teacher and teach others too because it's great fun and I believe it's quite common that some people might change their mind they might start the training and feeling like no I'm just doing this for me but then as the education continues many people are like well this is actually something I want to teach after all so yeah that's a little bit about my yoga training again it was with Brett Larkin and she has something called uplifted yoga and I have only a lot of good things to say about it I loved it I it suited me perfectly but I think again like if you are choosing between what education to pick take the one that resonates with you what works with you in your life right now Maybe it's better for you to go away for a month and do it more like an intense, shorter version of it. But if you don't want to go away, if you want to stay at home and you have time that you can dedicate over the course of a few weeks or months or so, online is really great as well. So that would be my recommendation to just look at what works for you, what resonates with you in your life. So moving on to Pilates, I did my training, when was that? Maybe a year later after my yoga training. And I did the Stott Pilates mat work training. I did the foundation course. And then I think a year later, I did the advanced mat work. And I've also taken the Stott Bar Foundation course. So mat work, foundation and advanced, and then the bar course. And the Stott Pilates is a contemporary version of the classical Pilates method. And um, I would say that one of the main differences is how you work with the um, pelvic placement and the spine. So in general, Stott Pilates encourages a neutral spine, whereas the classical Pilates works with something called imprint. And I mean, it depends on the client and the types of exercise and so on, of course, but that's like one of the main differences. But you can say it's like the classic Pilates exercises that you learn. And I believe that in one way it was not as extensive as the yoga education, but it was still a lot of work since it included a lot of self-studies and self-practice and classes that you have to take. And I personally think it was great to learn the foundation and, and the technique behind the postures, but 
I have to say that I think the start education needs a bit of an update because like the workbook you get, the images are black and white and you can see that they're not from even like this century. I mean, yeah, it's at least like 20, 30 something years old. Some of the images and some, you know, you get like a DVD with education and everybody in my group were like, well, I don't have a DVD anymore. I threw that away like... 15 years ago. So, you know, it's a little bit old-fashioned in that sense. And I think there could be a lot of improvements when it comes to making it more inspiring. But I really do think it was a great course. You learn a lot and you go through the different postures and techniques and modifications. And I think hopefully there will be a more updated version and they will come even like there will be even more Pilates educations in the future since I feel like Pilates has grown a lot over the past few years, um, I was really happy with the teachers that I took the training with. It was just that I believe Stott Pilates can be a little bit old-fashioned. That's, but that's just my opinion. But you go through so much, and my training was over the course of, I think, six months. But then we met during a few weekends, and we had to self-practice and so on in between and had homeworks and so on. So yeah, it's also a big commitment, but maybe I don't know exactly how many hours it's supposed to be, including your self-studies and practices, but it's still a lot of time and energy in this as well. And for me, I I mean, I had been doing yoga for 15 years. I knew, knew so much already when I took my education, but Pilates, I've only done it for like two years, I think, when I started my training. So I felt that there were still a few exercises that I hadn't really done and gone through. So there were more things for me to learn. And then the bar foundation course was only one day. And that's designed for people that are already teachers, I would say, and have a foundation in Pilates. And I absolutely love bar and I've taken a lot of classes lately. So I will hopefully start to record some new classes for the retreat soon. And this is something I want to dive deeper into because I think bar is just such an amazing workout. And I really want to do another bar course, actually. So these are the trainings that I have done. And I am actually currently doing a yin yoga training online. It's with a um, company called Yoga Union Bali. And even though yin was actually included in my 200-hour training, I just felt that I wanted to dive deeper into this and get the specific in certificate for it. So that's why I signed up. And I have to tell you, like, I've almost become addicted to <laughs> courses within health and wellness. That's why I've taken so many already. So whenever there is a course that seems nice, I sign up for it. So yeah, that's something I'm currently doing. And yeah, I can recommend that even though I feel like maybe I would have needed some more accountability because this is entirely online well it was actually over a week but then I ended up not being able to do it that week and that's 50 hours so I have that left and I'm, I hope to complete it this summer just to get it over with and so I can move on to the next <laughs> training and I plan to continue with my educations from now on and I would love to do a 300 hour yoga training as well and something that's even more on top of my list I think right now is to do the pre and postnatal Pilates and yoga trainings. And I feel like it's so important. I feel like this is something I have to know more about. So that's on my wish list. And I think it's something, you know, all teachers should 
know more about because there are actually some really important things you need to think about if you just had a baby or if you're pregnant. So I think that is essential, actually, if you want to grow as a teacher. So yeah, I am very happy that I've done these trainings and um, they have both been quite different when I compare the two. But I also feel like I've learned things in each training that have been able to help me with other things like the things I know in yoga about the body or the different postures there that has helped me when it comes to forming my Pilates workouts and so on and then the the same the other way around and I think it goes without saying but I think it has become quite popular over the past few years to teach yoga Pilates and other workouts and I've I have seen a few teachers that I believe don't actually have taken the required educations. And I mean, I don't judge anyone. Everybody does what they want to do. But while I as a student personally wouldn't take a class with someone who hasn't done the education, like I wouldn't want to have a teacher in Pilates who actually hasn't had a Pilates education, I also wouldn't recommend you as a future teacher to teach something without the proper education. I believe it will be both stressful and hard to actually create classes that will be both safe for the clients as well as allowing them to get the most out of the workouts. And I think Pilates and yoga might look simple, but there is actually so much technique that goes into it. And I honestly feel that the more I learn, the less I know. For each course that I've taken, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know anything. (laughs) I'm such a beginner in this. And it's interesting how how you start to feel that. And prior to teaching, I was actually a bit confident. I was like, well, I've done it and I've taken so many classes. I can do this. It's not a big deal. But then when I started my trainings and I was like, oh, okay, wait, there's so many things I have to learn. So you do you, but I would just recommend that you take the education that you need and that will help you to feel more confident and secure and just feel like you can be authentic and honest and actually do something not just because it's fun but also because you know and you can help and you have the right technique and you know it's safe and you can accommodate different body types or levels or pre or postnatal i mean there is actually a lot it, it might look really simple when we just move those arms and lift those legs, but it is a lot. It's so much techniques, so many things to know. So in order for your students not to hurt themselves and for you to teach the right technique with the most effective cueing, I really recommend you taking any courses that you need. And also as a student, to make sure that your teacher is qualified. Because especially in Pilates, I feel like there's so much technique you need to know. And um, you need to work with your muscles in the right way. Just a simple exercise like you're on all fours and you lift one leg up. If you know what kind of muscles to engage and the pace and the alignment and so on, that will change the whole exercise. We can do that. We can lift an arm, we can lift a leg and we won't feel anything. But then we can do it with the right technique and the right cueing and alignment and so on. And it will just become a completely different experience. And I think that's really important to know that Pilates is all about the alignment, the engagements of the muscles, the breath, the pelvic placement. I mean, there are so many things that we need to know. So I really encourage you to take a course. But that being said, I think I almost got a bit overwhelmed and 
scared to teach after my training because I also compared myself with those like really amazing teachers that I had at my studio I was working at already and I just thought that how am I supposed to be a good teacher how am I supposed to remember all these things and set up and design a class that includes all these components like the best exercises the right cueing the most effective you know so many things so I don't think we should be discouraged and scared but just mindful that you know there's a lot of things to to learn and that goes into a class but again I just think that the best way to just overcome that imposter syndrome and stressful feeling that you can't do it I think we should just start right away and yes you won't be an expert in the beginning like with everything even after a course when you've completed the course that's when the actual journey and the education start because that's when you start to hold classes and you will learn so much from that so my best tip would be to just start don't be scared don't wait too long after your education to teach your first class i think i waited a little bit too long i believe i actually waited over a year <laughs> from completing my training to start teaching so I do wish that I had started before because now like once I started I realized teaching was actually the best education for me I learned so much from that so yeah that's just a tip to think about when you um, are done with your training just quickly interrupting this episode to remind you about a few discount codes and offers I think you might like if you're interested in wellness, Pilates, yoga, and so on. I am a proud ambassador for these two brands that I am so grateful to be working with. And the first one is Sakara. And the code to use if you are a new customer to Sakara and want to try their amazing meal programs and other products like their incredible granolas, bars, teas, and so on, is XO Health by M. And that will give you 20% off your first order. I have provided a link to the website and the code here in this episode's show notes as well. And I also have an amazing friends and family discount if you're interested in the health coaching school IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I absolutely loved my education there and can highly recommend doing it if you're interested in holistic health. So you just use my name, Mathilde Wergeland, as a referral when you sign up for the school and you will receive the discount. The spelling of my name and the link to IN as well as a free sample class can also be found in this episode's show notes. And then last but not least, I just wanted to say that if you're interested in trying my Pilates and yoga classes, you can find them on my membership platform, The Retreat. And in addition to these classes, you also find healthy recipes, hypnosis audios, journaling prompts, and a whole module on manifestation, rituals, and more. And if you use the code PODCAST, you get 10% off either the first year, the first six months, or the first month, depending on what membership you choose. So go to healthbym-theretreat.com and become a member if you're interested in checking out these classes and the platform. Now, back to the episode.
So again, just a few tips before you pick your training. So just decide whether you want to do it in person or online and just pick whatever resonates with you. Maybe go over the pros and cons for each, see what works. And then I think, you know, whatever we pick, it's going to be good. But maybe you want to also see, look up the teachers and see if it resonates with them and so on. And if you're interested in the online format, I believe that Brett Larkin has a podcast and it's called Uplifted Yoga or the Uplifted Podcast or something. And she has an episode there where she talks about the background of her education, how, how she started it and what the purpose was and so on. So I think it's a really good episode to listen to where she talks about the format and so on. So yeah, check out Brett Larkin's podcast if you're interested in that. And uh, then when you have chosen your training, again, just remember that it requires a lot of energy, time, and it also costs some money. So you want to make sure that you set aside time for it and really do the work and dedicate the time that's required because that will just give you a better experience, I think. So make sure that you don't have a thousand other things on your schedule when you do a training like this, because it will be a lot. And um, another tip for during your training is to always take notes. I've, I love to write. I love to write my to-do lists and organize and plan things and so on. So I've always loved to take notes, but I've done it during my trainings and also even when it's a practical class or study, I think it's great to take notes because at least that's how I work. Like I forget things if I just keep them in my head. So take a lot of notes and then experiment yourself with different exercises and postures. So really doing that kind of work as well, not just the writing and so on. So do test classes for your friends or start to teach online with your friends and family as soon as you can, you you should start to teach a class. It doesn't need to be, you know, the longest or the... I mean, you can start with just teaching a warm-up or a cool-down or just a little sequence for abs or whatever it might be. But I think it's good if you have never, ever been teaching a class. I think it's good to, as soon as you can, just jump in and start to teach and know that you will learn so much over time as to continue to teach and another thing that in my opinion is super important is to continue to take other classes as well I have actually dedicated a lot of time during these past two months for this myself and I have learned so much I've taken at least one class a day which is quite a lot but um, I think it's the best way to learn, to be honest. And um, even though you take a class within like, I don't know, spinning or a boot camp, you can still get inspiration and find cueing that will work for your yoga or Pilates classes that you're teaching. So I would really encourage you to just continue to work out, to take other teachers' classes. And I mean, we learn so much from that. And uh, you can also get inspiration when it comes to music or ideas on how to begin a class or end a class or something else. So that is something I 
can't recommend enough. And I actually think it's our responsibility as a teacher to do this since we learn so much. And I mean, even if we have completed our training, our journey as a teacher has only just begun when we complete it. And I believe that we will forever learn. I will always be a student within these two fields and uh, or like with everything in life, really. And it's I think it's easy to get stuck with the same kind of exercises and cueings if we don't get any outside influence or inspiration. And also like when you begin and you might not have like the best self-confidence when teaching and you might feel that you aren't as prepared as you want to be, I think it's always good to have a teacher in mind that you can feel inspired by and that you can, you know, you can have that as your kind of alter ego that you step into. I don't really believe that we can copy anyone because we all have our unique energy and way of teaching and creating things. But I think it's it's great that we do, you know, find inspiration from other teachers. There's always something you can learn from someone else. And like I said, what kind of music to use, how to phrase that kind of cueing or something else. So don't just do your own classes. Really, really go out there, explore, try new classes, even other types of workouts that you normally don't really do because there's so much you can learn. I mean, every teacher does what works for them, of course, but I will never only do my own workouts as I believe that doesn't help me to grow and learn as a teacher. I feel like the more I learn, the less I know, and I know I will learn forever. So I just think it's such a great way to deepen your practice and knowledge as a teacher. So yeah, just try a bunch of different classes. I usually take notes on my phone afterwards and I can write down a song sometimes or quite often actually ask for the playlist because maybe there was a song that I that got me inspired or I write down the cueing or the exercise and so on. So have a little note in your phone and write down just a few things after each class that you take and that will be such a great asset for you to have when you form your other classes. And and another tip is to visit both studios in person, but also try different online classes as well. And I personally love the mix of teaching in person and online. I think you learn a lot from both in different ways. When it's in person, you learn how to adapt and be flexible with your exercises depending on who shows up and you also learn how to hold space and speak in front of a group of people it's live and you need to give a lot of like of your own energy and when it's online it also requires you to deliver a lot of your energy but in a different way and it can be harder sometimes when it's just you in the room I actually think it's harder to record online especially the on-demand classes because I sometimes get too picky about my cueing and, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I feel like there's less room for mistakes if it's recorded and online. But I think try both. Try and see what works for you. I think you can learn a lot from both when you take classes as a student and you take classes in person and online, but also as a teacher. Because it's quite different teaching in person and online. So um yeah, it's really good to do both, in my opinion. I 
and just a few tips on how to build and create a good class in my opinion and again like I'm not an expert like I've been saying I feel like I've just begun my my journey as a teacher even though I have been a teacher for some time now a few years but yeah the more I learn the less I know and I feel like there's so much more I want to know about Pilates, yoga, bar, and so on. But these are the things that have worked for me and that I usually think about when I create a class. So I like to have an intention and especially starting the class with setting an intention. So just setting an intention for me as a teacher, what my intention with the class is, but then I also like to include that in some way for the students when we start. And then I also have my focus and what the peak pose or the peak sequence would be. I really try to make both the beginning and the ending a bit thoughtful. I like to start with the same exercises in the beginning when I do my physical classes, like in person, because I think when you start the same way, you kind of, you know, get the body ready and you kind of build that muscle memory almost that you know that you're getting warm and so on. I don't know. I just felt like for me it has been nice to start not exactly the same way, but yeah, when I've been teaching in person, I've had a similar warm-up. And then online, I actually like to create different warm-ups, but I also like to include a bit of a grounding before. So like taking a few breaths or taking that time to set the intention. And then when I teach in person, I always include a short relaxation exercise in the end, some breathing and some intention setting. And sometimes I add something to think about that we are grateful for. And one thing that I love, this is my favorite thing to end a class. And if you take in a class with me, you know I always have this in person. And it is to use the breath and fill up yourself with any you know, emotion or intention or feeling you need, thinking about something you want to manifest, something you're grateful for, and so on. So really ending with filling up the lungs with air and filling up yourself with whatever you need for the day ahead or the week coming up or something. And then exhale and release it. I think that's a very nice way to just finish with a more relaxing and calm feeling. And then I also love to include instances, especially in yoga. And I think that really adds, it gives something extra for the students. And as a student, I love when there is some Palo Santo or Sage or another instance during a class. I think it's so nice. And uh, another thing I've done in other classes, but that's more when I've done sound healing or Reiki or other meditations, I think it can be fun to have everybody been able to pick a card after class and you can definitely do that after yoga pilates too if you want to so you know you just have a little oracle card deck or sometimes i have written notes with some quotes or reminders and everybody get to pick one from a little bag that i have or something or bowl where you can put them in so i think those small things it doesn't cost anything really but it adds something so great for the client and that's actually another tip that I want to share as well and that is to when you as a teacher create a class imagine yourself being the client so create something that you as a student or a client want to experience and I think 
a way to learn that and remember that is again to take other teachers classes and another thing to mention about that actually is that even though you go and take a class and you might not even be that inspired or impressed or happy with it you still learn something and sometimes that will actually give you more than when you take a class that you absolutely loved so for example especially when when you are new and i mean i can just speak for myself but in my case sometimes i feel like my self confidence as a teacher is a little bit too low and i i need a boost in that sometimes and when i go and take a class at a really fancy studio or by a really known teacher for example and i actually don't find it that great that can actually help me to to boost my self confidence and feel like oh okay well i'm not that bad actually i i can do this my classes are quite good so you will always learn something from all the classes that you take even if there are things that you know that you don't want to include yourself and again really encouraging you to take as many other classes that you can and to imagine yourself being a student and client and you create the class for the version of you who is a client basically and another good thing i usually do is that i have a few go to exercises in mind that i can always throw in if i forget a sequence or exercise when i teach in person i actually make up the class during the class to be honest i rarely have something pre-planned when i teach in person i don't know it just has become that way but when i record i always know exactly what kind of exercises and sequences that are coming but sometimes i just do it as i as i go and I I mean of course I have some sort of focus and sense like okay this is the peak pose or this is the focus this is the ab part or this time is for the legs or lower body and so on but yeah I think it's good to always have your favorites or your go-to poses and exercises that you can always throw in and same with modifications and exercises for beginners or injured but also pre or postnatal women that you have some modifications and exercises you know will work for those kind of people if you have in person classes and they show up and another thing when it comes to building a good class is to add props i mean even though there's so much we can do with our own body weight i feel like when i teach yoga i work with only the body weight obviously but then i think when i teach pilates i absolutely love to include different props because i think it just adds so much to the workout and the props are really fun in pilates in my opinion and i love resistance bands ankle weights hand weights the pilates ball is actually i think one of my all time favorite prop um the pilates circle you can also use like a box as well um, or a block a yoga block is actually great to use not just in yoga but also in pilates and you can do so many things with that you can add gliders but you can also experiment with a towel or water bottle if you're traveling or pillows and so on so there's so much you can do and be creative with so i really encourage you to try out a lot of different props as well 
So I hope that this has been inspiring and that this episode might have helped you a little bit if you're thinking about becoming a teacher. If you're interested in doing it, I can really recommend it as I think it is so rewarding, so fun. And it's nice to always have this knowledge and skill that, you know, we can always put together a class and teach a workout wherever we are. It's also really fun to deepen our own practice and learn the techniques and background history and so on around the workouts that we love. So yeah, I can't recommend enough taking these types of educations. I think it's been amazing. I am really looking forward to go even deeper into my practice and grow as a teacher and learn more, sign up for even more courses. I've taken so many already, not just like the Pilates and yoga, but sound healing, Reiki, hypnosis, coaching, like, yeah. But once you start, be prepared to get addicted and just want to do more and more and more. But just let me know if you have any other questions. I know I can't really cover everything in one episode and I might do another one if you have any specific other questions that I didn't get to cover here. So just write to me if there's anything else that you want to know about yoga, Pilates, or any other education, really. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to leave a review and rating if you like the show. And send this episode to someone you think would be interested in becoming a teacher. And... I hope that you will have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care and good luck with your educations and journey as a teacher.